So I have a big recommendation for you today for when you get home later on as we kind of hit these ending days of the Christmas season. I highly recommend reading the entirety of the second chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. We just heard the first half, verses 1 to 12, and then there's only another 11 verses after this. But, you know, I think we know the story pretty darn well, you know, of the Magi coming and their interaction with Herod. But I highly recommend take some time today to kind of reflect on the reactions of Herod versus the reactions of those closest to Christ, namely the Magi today and his parents. And I think this is a really good exercise, especially at this particular time in our history. I think 2020 has taught us in a big way that we're not in control, right? Um, we can think that, hey, we can get everything all settled right, and if you just follow the weather forecast perfectly, it's not going to be raining at 1045. We'll be fine. We're not in control, right? And since you probably won't be playing golf later on today, read the rest of the gospel, uh, the second chapter, the gospel according to Matthew. And the big thing in particular here, like I said, to focus on is this lack of control. If you look at Herod, and the way that he reacts to what is going on. It's almost as though he is like jealously trying to hold on to everything that he has, that he wants to be in control. And the issue is, and this is where I would say the great warning for us lies, is he knows a lot about what's going on. If you notice, when he calls together to himself the chief priests and the scribes of the people, notice what he says. He inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. He's not an idiot. He knows what's going on. I mean, there's a lot of signs of what is coming. The Christ, the Messiah, the one who's coming to save us from our sins, the one who is coming to change our lives. He knows enough to know that that's the case, but he doesn't want his life to change. He wants to use everything at his disposal to keep things the way that they are. And so what does he do? He calls the Magi in, in secret. He sends them off to go on this journey for him. He brings in the chief priests and the scribes. Like, he's trying to direct everything and be in control. And this is one of the big reasons why I want you to keep reading this particular chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. You see how this plays out. We know that the Magi go home by a different route. And you know what happens when Herod, and this is an interesting thing, when we read it in the English, it says, when Herod realized he had been tricked by the Magi, he became furious and ordered the murder of all of the boys to and under in Bethlehem and the region. But I'll tell you this, an interesting thing in the Greek, the word for when he realized he had been tricked, it basically says when he realized that he had been made to be like a child. Isn't that interesting? Not just like a normal way of being tricked, but had been treated like a child. Okay, what does Jesus say about those who are to enter the kingdom of heaven? Unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. What are the Magi like? What are the Holy Family like? Mary and Joseph. They're like loving, trusting children. They know that their Heavenly Father will provide. And my brothers and sisters in Christ... We've got to remember that fact for ourselves, too. How easy it is when we start to lose control, when things aren't the way they've always been. 
mean, I'll be very honest with you. It would have been so much easier today. Just have 8 o'clock Mass and 10.30. I mean, we're trying to kind of figure this out and make it best for everybody. Sometimes we make the right decision. Sometimes we might not. I don't know. We're trying. The important thing is that we're striving to do what? To keep journeying through this world in which we are not in control to stay focused on the one who is. And this is how much Jesus Christ loves us. He doesn't just say, don't worry guys, I'm in control. He literally makes himself vulnerable. He surrenders control, right, to the Heavenly Father. Where is he when the Magi show up? He's in his mother's arms. It's not as though he is the infant king is running around and high fives the Magi when they come in, right? No. We have the one who immediately says, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your word. She trusts and she follows. And you notice the way that God lays things out too, right? Even with the Magi who see the star, obviously for a while, it's out of their sight. They go to the palace. They're with Herod. Notice though too, Herod may live in the impressive palace. They go to talk to him. When the star appears and they're overjoyed with great joy and they bend down to go into the house, immediately they lay down prostrate in front of the king of kings. That for him, the newborn king of the Jews, our Messiah, for him they lay down in adoration. For him they offer their gifts. And therein lies, I think, the great answer to the mystery for us is that our lives, if they are spent like Herod, trying to cling to our own gifts, trying to hold on to what we have, what will happen? We will go nuts. We'll be furious. And eventually, as you're going to find out when you read the rest of the chapter, the second chapter of Matthew, what happens to Herod? He dies, right? It doesn't matter that he has, you know, the most power of anybody on an earthly level in this particular chapter of the gospel. He's not in control. And everything he's trying to hold on to will be lost to him. If he had merely humbled himself and gone with the Magi and adored our Lord and given him the gift of himself, he would have got it all back. Look at what we do at every Mass. We're given the gift of the Son of God and we offer him back to our Heavenly Father and he gives him right back to us in communion. He stays with us. Now, does he give us the entire plan of the rest of our life? No. In fact, he doesn't even tell us about tomorrow. But we see that, even with those that he loves the most, the Magi. The star disappears for a while, but they still come to him. It's revealed to them in a dream that they shouldn't go back to Herod. They go home by a different route. The, the angel appears to Joseph in a dream and warns him about Herod's murderous rage. They flee to Egypt. The angel appears to him again and says, time to come home from Egypt. He comes back, but in his prudence... He knows not to go back to Bethlehem because of Herod's son reigning, so they go to Nazareth. All the way through, God is leading. God is in control. God is there. But what do they have to do? Respond in trust. And I would say if there's one thing that we've got to fight against at this particular day and age, for all of us, me first, because I do it all the time, we have to fight against anxiety. Yes, we don't know what's coming tomorrow. We don't know what 2021 looks like. But the same God that the Magi came to adore, the same Jesus Christ that was in the arms of his mother, is the same Jesus Christ in the tabernacle right now, the same Jesus Christ who gives us himself in the Eucharist, the same Jesus Christ 
that we're here, even though we're like in a cloud right now, not just a beautiful cloud of incense, but it's more wet than I expected, and I'm sorry about that. I thought it would be drier. And yet, we're here to adore him. Why? Because he is love incarnate. He is the Son of God. He's loving us into existence, and my brothers and sisters in Christ, he's not going to stop because it's raining. He's not going to stop because we just had a difficult 2020. He's not going to stop because it's 2021. What he wants from us is to love him and to trust him. And the beautiful thing is, he showed us the way by his very life. Look at who he is, the newborn king, a baby. He made himself vulnerable, came into a very dangerous world, lived his life all the way to the end on the cross, and showed us that evil does not overcome, but that he rose from the dead. And so as we set off into a new year, let's imitate the Holy Family. Let's imitate the Magi by giving the gift of ourselves, of coming to our Lord and opening up our hearts, giving him our treasure, trusting him as our king, as our God, as our sacrifice, knowing the fact that he does not leave us regardless of what the circumstances may be. But ultimately, we need to remember not to just try to grasp onto control like Herod, but to lovingly trust him today and every day. And I would say as we move on to this year, and I know most of our neighborhoods now are gradually looking a lot, it's beginning to look a lot less like Christmas, right? I mean, as you go out there, we do technically, in the church, have one more week of the Christmas season. The baptism of the Lord next week is when it will all come down, and I don't like that. It's the worst chore of the year, right? But I would say this, throughout the year, whenever things get hard, whenever it gets difficult, and I don't care if it's every day, play O Come, Let Us Adore Him. Play the music that reminds you that we're called to be like the Magi throughout the year. Sometimes the star may disappear from view. Sometimes we may have difficult things ahead of us. But we've got to trust and remember, just like Joseph and Mary did, just like the Magi did, that God does not abandon us, that he truly is Emmanuel, God with us. And nothing is going to change that. He remains God with us. My brothers and sisters in Christ, may all of us, Remain with him. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.